2: Welcome to episode number 16 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. My name is Brock Segan and with me as always are my two co-hosts, Michael Biebs Bondy. I'm Beebs. How's it going, Brock? <laughs> Not bad. And Dylan D. you? What's
3: happening, Brock? I just wanted to congratulate the podcast. Officially old enough to drive a car. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can get our G1 right now. Can- yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can yeah. drive. We can drive
3: under strict supervision only. Yeah, in right. If we go to driver's states, ed, we then been we'll be for four
0: years with our parents. Yeah, if we take driver's no,
3: ed, anyone, we'll be but... uh, we'll be G two certified in eight months or so.
2: Yeah, I never took driver's ed. Did you guys? Yeah, we took yeah. It together. We yeah, we didn't even
0: know, <laughs> yeah. and then we just walked in. It was like that's yeah. actually hilarious. You brought that up. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah,
3: and uh we used. It was in like this Sobey's Plaza thing, and then on our extended lunch breaks, we used to go and. Look at the puppies in the pet store next door. <laughs> yeah, and I would give potato so we learned
0: wedges a lot. all the time. They were we really good.
3: Yeah, That's hilarious.
2: And then now, you know, after all that time Phenomenal and drivers. money spent, all you got to do is take the train home now. You, uh they there, Dylan? Yeah, buddy.
3: Just yeah, want yeah, to say I've never had an accident on record. <laughs> well, on talk record. about jinxing yourself. <laughs> well, no, I've been in accidents, but, you know. Oh, on, a, record? Sorry, on record? swindled my way yeah. out of it. Allegedly. 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 Jesus. Yeah, well, uh, today's episode is going
2: to be a little different. Um, we're gonna. Dylan took a train home today, so that kind of pushed back the start of the episode. So the first episode, our first half of the episode, is going to be done as we're doing it right now. The second half is going to be done about four
3: or five hours later,
2: and uh, it should Can be wait. a little more. Should be fun. So yeah, when you so, guys
3: listen to the potter you're just going to have about four hours of dead space to sift through, but that'll be fine. <laughs> Just no kidding, problem at all Just yeah, We're it's gonna weird. leave it running The whole time <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: nothing happened He's like what's yeah. going on Just like a TV so like, Playing in the background yeah. Just non-stop <laughs> Blue
3: stones
2: for four hours
3: Yeah, yeah. that's all we do I Had to turn it down So you guys could hear me yeah.
2: Well uh <laughs> How was it How was the train You know I mean I guess you avoided some snow You didn't have to drive In that garbage
3: Right but I didn't get A window seat So I didn't really Get to look at it
0: Oh
2: that means you had To share with someone That sucks
3: Dude this girl was like Literally talking on the phone To her mom for like a good seventy-five percent of the train ride.
2: She was scared, man. She doesn't like trains. Yeah, it's like I guess. this
3: weird guy with a beard next to me it makes me real uncomfortable. He's <laughs> got a great voice, though.
2: Yeah. He keeps leaning over me, trying to look out the window at the snow. Was this guy never seen snow
3: before? I dude, she, I was like, like trying to get peaks, like, uh, cause I, I take the the, tr- the ride a lot. I know which uh, which parts are you know nice and milestones. Scenic. Oh yeah. But she kept like catching me look over, and she thought I was just like looking at her. So I had to like, <laughs> it was it was awful. I had she to was- like. You know, kind of pay attention uh, to what she was doing. <laughs> Try to avoid being creepy. Yeah, there's only so much I can do. But uh let's get to some hockey, boys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We've got a jam-packed show. It. A lot going on in the NHL the last couple days. Trites, um, trites, um, trites. Yeah, a lot tries. to get you. You know no, what the no, worst really part really is? Well, for the people who don't know, if you haven't seen or heard already, uh, you must be living under a rock of some sort. But uh Dion Patrick Star, Sorry. Yeah, Dion Jesus <laughs> Who else Dion, do
3: you know Lives under a rock
2: That's uh, the only one People right? who don't know
3: About this trade
2: Yeah exactly Anyways Dion Fanoff oh, Was yeah, traded probably. to the Ottawa Senators In a 9 player 1 draft pick deal I'm sure D you've got a lot To say about this Seeing as you are A Maple Leafs fan Um yeah, Sure <laughs> but I guess the most important part of uh, of everything is that it happened on a Tuesday, which, for the sake of working at Daily Face Off, is probably the worst day ever.
3: On a it, can...
0: <laughs> it can never
2: happen. Uh, never happened on a non-busy day. It's always got to happen in the craziest days. But again, for the people who didn't see it, here's what happened: uh, the the Toronto Maple Leafs traded their captain. And defenseman Dion Fanouf, along with AHLers Matt Fratton, Casey Bailey, Ryan Rupert, and prospect defenseman Cody Donaghy. To the Senators for Jared Cowan, Colin Greening, who spent the majority of the Studs. year in the AHL. Studs. Milan McCulloch, <laughs> who spent uh, quite a bit of time on IR. He's currently on IR with a broken finger, second of the season. Um, AHL- Blocking shots, v- though.
0: Got to respect it. Digits. Yes.
2: Yeah. AHL winger Tobias Lindbergh. Who won a Memorial Cup last year and a With Leafs
3: assistant coach DJ Smith
2: Yes And a he 2017 second round draft pick So I think that um, Dylan and all Maple Leafs could, Maple, Maple Leafs fans Could agree That uh, the most important part of this trade Most likely for the Maple Leafs Is the fact that they did not have to retain Any of Dion Fino's Colossal contract
3: Yeah that's what it's all about And that's why they took these bums back in the deal um, You know greening Cowan, Mahalik. Uh, these
0: are leaf studs.
3: You are correct in some degree. Cowan is definitely going to help the effort this year, uh, which is to lose. So thanks, <laughs> Jared. Uh, but uh, obviously those guys don't really have any um, real immediate impact. But what they do have is a decent cap hit for next year, um, which made the trade doable for the Sens in the short term. And it meant the Leafs did not have to retain any salary, which they literally could not do because if they did, they'd be retaining salary on this and Kessel's deal for the next, uh, what, five, six years, Mm -hmm. which would really handcuff them in any trade negotiations because, as most people know, you can only retain salary on two contracts at once. So that was pretty huge. Uh, The one thing I want to point out, it's funny how uh, the Leafs management team in the last uh, year or so was able to unload the contracts of Dion Funoff, Dave Clarkson, and Phil Kessel, and Kessel was the one they had to retain salary on to get it done. So it's pretty funny. That yeah, way. like you like you pointed out pretty sure
2: though. I mean that, that did have a lot to do with the fact that the Penguins are kind of a, a cap strapped team. But yeah, it is it is wild them. that uh, I mean, especially with the Clarkson trade. I mean, they did take back a dead contract in Nathan Horton.
3: Speaking of which, Nathan Horton is uh, I'm trying to think not longest tenured, but uh, he's got like the most term left on any contract Ooh. for the Leafs right now. Back yeah, a lantern. he's there. That's nuts. He's their biggest commitment right now.
2: Yeah, it's hilarious too. Somebody was talking about it yesterday how like Mike Babcock officially makes the most money on the Maple Leafs now, like on a 3 year basis.
3: <laughs> the way it should be. Yeah.
2: So Dion Fanova.
0: That's good was... power structure right there, that's yeah, all that croaked. is. From the coach down. yeah. Like, do okay, that, well... That's
3: the way it should be, you know? Like how like in what business situation do you know the manager is talking to a salesman who makes more money than him? It just doesn't happen.
2: <laughs> no, but I mean this is it's kind of different, uh... sorry, I've been watching <laughs> the different... office lately.
3: Yeah, quite a bit
2: of office going on. But uh, I guess we should—I mean, since we are a fancy hockey podcast, we should talk about how we think this trade will affect, you know, Dion's uh, trade—or not, sorry, fancy value—along with you know members of the Senators and uh, members of the Maple Leafs who are obviously going to be affected by this deal. So I guess we'll start with you, Beeps. How do you think that this will affect Dion's uh, fancy value going forward? Um, we kind of, we kind of
0: bridged over it, um, before the show we talked about it, so I don't want to take your guys' thunder, but, um, I really think where Dion's going to have any success, it's going to be on the power play, um, Brock was talking about earlier, he's going to be playing with Eric Carlson at least tonight in Detroit, so that's pretty huge, and, uh, Dion has he's got a cannon back there, so if teams are worrying about Carlson and they're trying to stack up on him on, on a, on a penalty kill, and, uh, and, uh, Dion comes right in there And he starts throwing bombs And has wide open shots He could actually take over be a, Become kind of a fantasy stud um, Kind of like a Shane Goss' bear Where all he does Is get power play points But um, I don't know I, I, I don't see him getting That much more value uh, He's in a really good position To get points in Toronto Where he was kind of Getting all the ice time In a lot of different places Even though the team Wasn't really that good At scoring um but um I don't know. I I'd say just kinda of hold on to him and he could he could totally become a power play stud or uh if he gets taken off that power play kind of uh might be time to part ways with the guy. Bye Dion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I think he's definitely a nice uh, I think he's in a better situation now than he was in Toronto, just because I mean the Ottawa has shown that they can score quite a bit of goals. Um, he's going to start tonight or Wednesday on a, on a, a second pairing with Cody Ceci, and Cody C is not like no slouch himself. I mean he's had a couple. He had a good year last year. He had some big junior years. So the two like as a you know I think that's where Dion needs to be. I think everybody kind of realized that, um, especially Maple Leafs fans. They realized that he was more of maybe a, a second pairing guy. Um, than a first pairing guy who they're going to have to lean on for massive minutes every night. So I think this is definitely going to help take a little bit of the weight, obviously, off of Deion's shoulders. Um, and like you said, Beebs, if he's playing with Carlson on the power play, I mean, do you really is there anybody else you'd rather have uh, you know, besides you on the power play than, than Eric Carlson right now? So um, right. Except for maybe Sidney Crosby.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Eh? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I definitely don't see this in any way hurting Deion's fantasy value at all. I think it only adds a little bit more potential. Um, who knows how long the CC thing is going to stick. Obviously they've been looking for someone to play with him for some time. Uh, but Carlson, you know, has not got a lot of opportunity to play with a decent defenseman over his career. He's done a lot of the lifting. Um, and you really can't be playing next to a a better player on the power play. Like you were saying, um, and Dion showed the ability to put the puck in the net in the past, obviously, and he's yeah, had some pretty be a big years. he just
0: do his like his old Calgary days and just shove him in front of the net every power play? Yeah, even though they used uh, to do it, just plop him there. And even him a few year,
3: years ago in Toronto, he had twelve goals, uh, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that he can uh, pot a few on the power play. He's definitely got the shot to make it happen. Dion um, bomb, yeah, Dion yeah, bomb so, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I I like it for Dion. You sure well. Um, wish him all the best you know as a captain no he did there's nothing bad you can say about dion's time in toronto honestly um he really he dealt with a lot of crap from the media um and he handled it all well you can't really say he ever uh he ever didn't in that regard so hats off to him wish him all the best and uh, hopefully for fantasy owners out there he can uh, pot a couple power play genos in the coming weeks
2: yeah, I think that's the one thing that people have been talking quite a bit about is how he was kind of just like the consummate pro out in, in Toronto. I mean, he did take a lot of heat, you know, almost every every night, but like as that should be expected when you're the, you know, the captain of, you know, one of the biggest markets in, in, in sports. So, uh, but I mean, yeah, you know what I noticed quite a bit about was everybody seemed to be like kind of like happy that like the trade happened, but also people were disappointed kind of see Dion go. So I think that, like yeah, it, I don't think it, the it, players
3: it, were very like, yeah. they obviously weren't pumped about it at all because there's no real return. They realize what's happening. It's just another step in the rebuild. Like a Kadji was saying, they understand it's a business, but it's not easy. Especially a guy like Kadji came into the league, 18, 19 years old and he's been around Dion for that long. Yeah. Definitely. definitely helped him a lot, especially with regards to the media. Like Dion's never had to slip up with the media and he's taken a lot of crap. Um, it took like it took Kessel, who never talks to the media, to actually say something about it last year. So it was kind of crazy. Uh, it kind of shows you the respect the guys have for Dion in that room.
2: Yeah. Speaking of Kadri, D, I know you wanted to kind of touch on some of his antics there on Tuesday yeah, night. Yeah, people
3: do that all the time. Right? Uh, yeah, the little throat slashing gesture there. Yeah, not the greatest move ever. No, not smart. Pretty um, stupid. It was stupid. Um, you know, I, I just hope, that they consider uh, the context of it all. And, you know, the heat of the moment, I don't think it warrants a suspension. If there is a play afterwards, that's maybe a little questionable, maybe a questionable hit, a slash, you know, something that looks like some kind of intent to injure. It didn't come. Kadri clearly realized, uh, came down to earth a little bit, right? Um, So, I don't know. Like, it's just that you can't make that gesture because it's going to get captured on camera. and but Too many cameras in the building for sure. Yeah, like just scream, I'm going to f and kill you, right? And that's fine. <laughs> but you can't make the gesture. You can't do it. Because that just looks like a blatant you know, call out that you're actually going to try to hurt the guy, which is a big no-no. Yeah, I know Obviously. I read today
2: on TSN that there's been three separate occasions where this has been caught. Um, I, Nick Boynton was suspended on two separate occasions, once in 06 and once in 2012. 10 for doing it and then Peter Worrell was the first one ever he was suspended in 2000 yeah. so the first two time three times I guess that this has been caught the player couch definitely
3: has some disciplinary history and I'm uh, not sure if it's outside of like the uh, the reset with how long it's been I don't think it is <laughs>
2: he was suspended too in uh the yeah. world Juniors for doing the same thing oh really Remember? yeah in 2010 I just read that Kabri was disciplined for the same hand motion during the 2010 World Junior Championships yeah. against Switzerland. Why not Olympic. do it again so, yeah, in the NHL? There you go. See what they say. Might as well, right? But so I mean, I don't know. He could get suspended. You know, even if he does, I mean, it's what it's going to be—one game, two games, maybe—and does it really matter for the Leafs at this point? If anything, no, it's it doesn't gonna, really matter. If anything, it see. helps their their efforts in trying to you know get Austin uh, Austin
3: Matthews there. So I we'll guess see. scratching undoubtedly their best player this year.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but uh, cool, though, before, before we move on to, to some of the other uh, keynotes in the NHL this week, I just want to talk mostly to you, because you probably know more about this team than any of us. Um, how do you think this trade will help maybe the growth of Morgan Riley and, and Jake Gardner going forward? I know Gardner scored an absolute beauty last night. Um, do you think this will help like their fantasy value or, or just maybe their ability to become better NHLers?
3: Uh, I think, obviously, there's going to be a lot more opportunity out there. Dion took a lot of the tougher minutes, though, so it's going to be uh, kind of interesting to see how those kind of get handled out. A little bit of trial um, by fire with the young kids? Yeah, there'll be a little more power play time for the two of them, um, but I don't know if there's enough uh, real weapons on the power play to make that time that intriguing from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah,
2: the Leafs are really kind of just... like It's It's weird how it took like kind of like one trade to really realize like okay shit like these Leafs are gonna just literally blow this thing up now we know for sure this is just going south in a hurry and it's gonna be uh (laughs) well yeah that was the plan from the get though right like yeah but but I mean from a from a a fantasy perspective like you owned these Leafs like even last couple weeks ago you were saying like pick up Kadri now it's like okay shit are they ever gonna score a goal again it's like they're yeah they're gonna be it's gonna be pretty bare bones by the end of the year here yeah Um, it's gonna be for sure The lines you've been posting on Twitter are absolutely yeah, hilarious. By the way, bro. Oh man, that was so funny the other day. I just tweeted that little tweet. Day eh? I was just like, "OMG," because I like I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Okay, this might must be like this can't be right." And, and but it was. I mean, they have some injuries, so it's it's obviously tough with injuries. And then one of uh, our buddy Eric texted me in the afternoon. He's like, "Dude, your tweets on the score right now." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so I went to the score app. I'm like, "Holy shit!" So. I guess the uh the Leafs lines made me popular for a day. But uh, Brock's, uh Brock's yeah,, in big time now. And he's Thank still it.
3: doing potters with the small time folks. That's, yeah. There like you that?
2: go. You got you know it feels so charity blessed. boys. Yeah. It's charity work. The last
3: <laughs> Telling the volunteers it's charity work. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> hey, I'm a
2: volunteer too. Well yeah probably. That's true. That's
3: true. But uh let's do this just, for the people.
2: Yeah, let's let's move on here. Um Another big Welcome. another big trade piece came off the board this week uh, when Dustin Bufflin signed a five-year, $38 million. A big yeah, trade a piece. big extension there. Uh, $7.6 <laughs> million per year for Bufflin. Um, what I've grasped from it is basically Bufflin took less term than he was looking for, but he yeah. was able to obviously get a little more money um, per year. So um, it's a pretty good... Most all-time in Winnipeg history. Yeah exactly it's uh it's a pretty good contract i think for both of them really um i think the jets were smart if they had to keep him or lad i think bufflin was definitely the guy to keep i agree um Unfortunately. so i mean at 7.6 $7. million dollars i mean you're, look, you're looking at ottawa just trading for a guy like dion for for seven million dollars per yep. so that makes uh bufflin's contract look a little more digestible um but how, I, I guess there's not really much to talk about From a fantasy perspective I guess we can basically just expect Bufflin to continue to do uh, Bufflin things in bufflin Winnipeg things, yeah. But uh, I guess my question to you guys is Obviously this affects Andrew Loud mentally. Uh Where do you guys You know I guess if you had to guess I know we did this a couple weeks ago Trying to just randomly make up rumors But um, where could you guys see Andrew Ladd potentially landing here uh, Come trade deadline day Beebs we'll start with you
0: Um since I am the apparent expert to some folks on Twitter, even after my last guess, which hasn't happened, so, uh, clearly I'm going to be right again. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: again, no, but um, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm, all I know is I'm going to be upset when Ladd gets traded because I had a Dion Phaneuf jersey, which uh, now becomes irrelevant, and I have an Andrew Lad jersey, which is about to become irrelevant. <laughs> so um, I don't really want him to get traded, but I could see I him know. going to uh, go into one of those. Uh, a team that kind of needs something up top. I could see it's going to kind of weird, but maybe like Florida or something know one see of their Florida. young assets. And uh yeah, sorry to steal your thunder on that. No, one, that's fine. I don't know. But uh, not, no, I'm that means we our heads are both in the right place yeah, on that I mean, one. Like, um I could see them trading one of their younger players, maybe a pick or something, getting LAD kind of trying to use them um to to cement themselves as a playoff team because I know right now as good as they look, people still have their questions cuz Florida Florida. And uh, Andrew LAD could definitely be definitely be a nice pickup out there so um that's gonna be my guess is uh is a loader so you just yeah i can't imagine
3: uh yeah i the thing is i can't imagine them uh mortgaging too much of their future they know they're uh built really well not just for this year but years going on um but i think as long as i don't know he's probably gonna be one of the highest uh definitely the biggest rental pickup i think right now right like uh
2: there, yeah, there's some other when ones out there, there's, but the, yeah, he's going to be near the top of the list, especially with uh, Buffalo gone now. Yeah. Uh, Chris Russell is going to be up there. Uh, there's going to be it's going to be an interesting uh, trade was. deadline for sure. What you but, say? you know.
3: Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. So, but they definitely have the cap room to do it, and like Beef said, they have the young assets. It's just going to be a question of whether or not they want to make the move to try to make the push. But I, I can see Florida being a likely landing spot. Um the one I,
2: of... the one i think is chicago i think if they can obviously they have to find some bringing them back
3: yeah i think yeah. that's a
2: spot that like i know i was reading the other day that chicago's keen on trying to get them um whether or not they can actually if they have what it takes I was say, to, what uh, assets I, change, I know they don't really have i don't think they have a second round pick this year um but i mean if, i think they, it would it,
3: take a first rounder
2: yeah but i mean it could be a second and a prospect or whatever it might take it, it, i agree that it probably would take a first and if Scott they're willing, Darling in a second. If they're willing to part with a, a if late first, to, Chandra, right? yeah, if they're willing to part with a first, but then also not have a second, that's a little
3: scary. Yeah, that, you know? That's true too.
2: But uh, I, I, I don't know. I was reading that they'd be interested in bringing him back. So I mean, if there's anybody that's really out there looking for a, a guy like that, I think Florida and and the Blackhawks are two pretty probable landing spots. I know I was keen on the Red Wings going after Buffalo a little bit, but uh, I mean, again, I'm not too huge on. Acquiring rentals because we haven't had the greatest luck with them in the past, but now Robert the buff's off the market, so <laughs> now I guess the one guy who everybody is talking about right now that's not named Dion Fonouff or Connor McDavid is Sidney Crosby. This guy's been absolutely who? here. Sidney Crosby. I think his name's Crosby. Last name oh. C R O S B Y. I think yeah, Crosby yeah. No, never never heard of him. Never heard of him. Well, anyways, if you guys haven't heard of him, he uh it might be because he had a slow start to the season, but Uh, You know, despite everybody trying to write him off and saying he was done, even though he's only like 28 years old, Sidney Crosby now has 18 goals and 16 assists. That's 34 points in his last 21 games, um, which is absolutely ridiculous. In the month of February, like since the All-Star break, he's on an absolute tear. He had four points again the other night with two absolute highlight real goals. Um, So, I mean, I guess you can't write the guy off. He's now like two weeks ago three weeks ago he was not even in like the f- first page of like the nhl stats and now all of a sudden he's sixth in the nhl in scoring so um i just got a couple of quick questions for you guys now that he's got uh what's he got 53 points in 52 games mm-hmm. can crosby catch patrick kane no too far not without an injury i don't think
0: yeah too big of a he hole? yeah he's got to hurt his clavicle again <laughs> Something. he's got to well- hurt that
3: clavicle he's still twenty three points out right so yeah. it would take like not only him continuing this ridiculous yeah, Kane is not slowing down pace Mm-mm. that he's on yeah it would take <clears throat> either an injury from Kane or him <clears throat> slowing down his production excuse me so and uh we haven't really seen that at all this season from Kane he's been pretty consistently awesome uh he's had a stranglehold on the art Ross lead all season yeah but I can uh, see him taking like the two Honestly, good on Sid. Yeah, if he can crack into the top three after the slow start he had, that's crazy impressive. People are already trying to write this guy off. Reminds me of Ovechkin uh, a few years ago when he had that off year of, like, 32 goals. So it's a nice off year, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, like, if he, if he can, like, even get himself into that heart trophy conversation that's like a hell of a bounce back from what was a pretty dreaded start from the guy definitely the worst he's ever experienced oh yeah and probably Mm -hmm. something he wasn't you know not used to at all Um, I don't think we'll ever see him score
2: one goal in the month of October ever again yeah that's
3: crazy man (laughs) but you know what good on Sid you know he's got that perseverance he's
2: You know, good on us. I mean we were the we stuck with him the whole way. Every single episode we kept saying, like, don't worry about Crosby, don't worry about the penguins. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And then right when we were about to give up on him, (laughs) we were like, Hey, we gotta stop saying this shit. They're not turning it around. This isn't gonna happen. He turned it around and saved our ass. We didn't have to say it. So If you traded
3: for Sidney Crosby after uh, that after his that uh, dreaded October month for him, you are just laughing right now. Yeah,
2: kudos to you, man. That's, hey, we told, we told everybody, let's go, go after Sid. There's never going to be a time where you can get Sid cheaper. Go exactly. after Sid, go after Sid, go after yep. Sid. So hopefully, a couple people listen. But I mean, as a as a relatively intelligent fantasy owner, I'm sure a lot of people were also kind of on the same boat as owning, like owning him. Like, hey, like this guy's going to turn around. There's no way he's this bad. Like, I, it would be so hard to trade
3: Crosby. The thing yeah, about fantasy hockey is there's a lot of not relatively intelligent. Yeah. out there. Oh yeah, for sure. And a lot of people impulse people tend to panic, especially in single season leagues. So
2: yeah, well, I mean, th- you got to take advantage of those guys. So hopefully somebody did. Um, but I guess right before we finish up here about Crosby, my last question is, will he break a hundred points? We don't think he's going to catch Kane, but will he break a hundred? He's got 53 and 51 right now. He needs 47 points in his next 30 games. That's a pretty incredible pace. Does he How ha- does that
3: compare to what he's been doing lately?
2: It's like he needs to basically continue what he's done since the middle of December all the way through the rest of the year. It's basically score at a 132-point pace. So it's hefty, but Doable. that's what he's been Doable, doing. Though. That's yeah. what he's been doing since December. Yeah. Mid-December, yeah. he's been doing that. So he needs to carry that all the way through, and that'll get him to, I think, 101 points. So he needs to continue that pace. Do you guys think he'll get to 100? I'm going to say 97.
0: Yeah, I was going to go high 90s, um, but just because he went 97, I'd... I'm going to put him, he's going to hit it on the nail, 100, 100 points. I uh,
3: I still think it's pretty unlikely, just given that, that terrible start he had. But you never want to bet against the kid, and I'm not about to right now. So I'll just, uh, I'll just refrain a, from answering.
2: Just no answer at all? That's, That's th- my answer. Gutty, I can't. you're Some, gutty. Can't touch I it. danced
3: around it. <laughs> Can't touch
2: you. And with that gutty answer, let's toss it over to our buddies, the Blue Stowers.
1: Been a long time, been a long time. Rantled to the third now, back of my cry. I took a trip to the borderlines and <laughs> I dashed my head in some upstream.
2: Took the train home yesterday. Got We got off to a, a late start, to say the least. And I had Red Wings tickets. I was at the Red Wings 3 1 win over the Senators last night. And uh, because of that, I got home a little too late for us to finish the second half of the podcast. So we apologize for that. Um, I'm going to just give you guys what we had for an injury report and then maybe mention a couple guys uh, to target on the waiver wire. So it's going to be a quick little second half with just me. Um, but the boys are coming down to uh, Windsor this weekend, so hopefully we're planning on getting together, maybe even doing a live show this Saturday um, for all you guys because we cut this one short. Again, uh, my apologies. Uh, I wasn't about to sell those Red Wing tickets, so... (laughs) Uh, Let's get into the injury report. Um, Alex Edler is out indefinitely with a fractured fibula. Brandon Sutter also out indefinitely with a broken jaw, so two big blows to the Canucks. Um... I guess what were already slim playoff hopes, this is going to put a couple guys um, that were maybe not for sure on the trade market on the trade market, um, mainly Dan Hamuse, um, Jonathan Quick, who could start today, could not start today, it's not really uh, a foregone conclusion yet, he was listed as day-to-day with an undisclosed injury yesterday, um, unfortunately for Quick and his owners. He was bumped into by Jimmy Hayes, I believe, with about 20 seconds remaining in the Kings' 9-2 to um, beatdown the other night. So, pretty unfortunate injury, but uh, as far as everything went yesterday, it sounds like the injury is not overly serious and quick. You know, I mean, honest, in all honesty, could be in the crease um, tonight. Uh, Jaden Schwartz has been activated from IR finally. He is expected to make his return to the lineup on Friday. Uh, he's expected to skate on a line with... Uh, Laterra and Tarasenko. Hopefully, this uh, his return will spark Tarasenko. I know I own Tarasenko in a couple leagues, and he's been ice cold with just six points in his last twelve games. I mean, that's not really ice cold for most players, but for somebody like Vladi Tarasenko, uh, we're used to seeing point per game totals out of him. Uh, Evgeny Malkin will miss at least two more games uh, with his lower body injury. Rick Nash will miss Friday's game, and he's doubtful for Sunday's game as well, as he continues to deal with a bone bruise in his leg. Uh, Ryan McDonough is out with a concussion as well for the Rangers. No timetable for his return. Mike Green, who's dealing with a tweaked groin, is expected to miss two more games. Um, they basically said, look, this is a, a one-week to ten-day injury. He's just got to wait till that heals because they don't want it to make it any worse. Uh, So look for Green to miss a couple more games, but the Red Wings haven't lost without him, so again, don't expect them to to rush him back anytime soon. Um, Alexander Barkov is out with an upper body injury, believed to be a concussion. Uh, They really haven't released a timetable on his return, so uh, until they give us a more detailed uh, injury report, we really don't know how long it's going to be before we see Alexander Barkov back on the ice. Um, And then in... St. Louis, Alex Petriangelo is out at least three weeks with a knee injury. Uh, They're going to reevaluate him in three weeks and then kind of determine how much longer he's going to be out. And Jason Spezza remains week to week with no timetable for his return from an upper body injury. So that's it. That was, uh, I mean, that's not good. It's it's a rough time right now in fantasy land. Uh, A lot of big name players are out with injuries right now, which is uh, never fun. But like, like uh, we talked about earlier in the show, uh, Dion Finneuf is now in a nice, a nicer spot, I guess I should say. I mean, Ottawa is not, no fantasy safe haven, but uh, it's a better spot than Toronto for fantasy purposes right now. Um, so if you are somebody who owns like an Alex Adler, uh, Ryan McDonough, uh, Alex Petrangelo, and somebody like Dion is available, um, he is somebody that is worth taking a look at uh, playing with, Eric Carlson is obviously going to help him quite a bit. Um, I was there last night. Um, Dion took a blast off Danny DeKaiser's leg, and DeKaiser had to leave the game. So, obviously, Dion still has a pretty good shot. Um, but he played 20 minute, over 21 minutes last night, didn't record a shot on goal. Um, he's still got to kind of get you know, used to playing with his new buddies, uh, his new teammates. Uh, and the Senators get back in action today, so let's see what Dion can do. Uh, but before we wrap it up here, I'm um, just going to give you guys a couple players to maybe target on the waiver wire um, that are just absolutely tearing it up right now. We're going to kind of do a fun, hot and cold segment um, you know, in the second half with the boys, but because they aren't with me, um, I'm just going to rattle off a couple quick names here that you should take a look at on the waiver wire. Um, with Barkov out, um, Nick dad is now playing between Jonathan Humido and Jarmer Yager. Uh, we know how successful that line has been with Barkov in the middle, so Bukestad is a pretty good player in his own right, and they should probably continue to click at, at almost the same rate. Obviously, he's no Alexander Barkov, but uh, Bukestad would be somebody to target um, in Florida right now because he's playing on that top line. But realistically as well, their entire second line is absolutely on fire. We're talking about Vincent Trocheck, UC Jokinen, and Riley Smith. Uh, Trocek's owned in 40% of leagues. Jokinen's at 35 Riley Smith at 20 um, Trocek has 11 points, 5 goals, 6 assists in his last 7 games. Jokinen has 12 points, 3 goals, 9 assists in his last 8 games. And Riley Smith has 6 goals, 5 assists in his last 9 games. So their second line is absolutely on fire. And with Barkov out, um, expect this second line to be leaned on a little uh, a little more. And that can only help uh, from a fantasy perspective. So um, if you're somebody with Barkov, look at somebody like Trocek, Jokinen, Smith, Bugstad. Those are all pretty good options out in Florida right now. That team's absolutely on fire. They really have. uh, I picked them as a playoff team at the start of the year, but I think they've really blown away uh, pretty much everybody's expectations. Um, I think there were some people that did have them, you know, coming in becoming a playoff team this year, but um, to be leading the division and stuff like they have been almost all season long is pretty impressive. Um, Somebody else to take a look at is J T. Miller in in uh, New York. He had nine goals and one assist in his last ten games. But those were before last night. Let me just pull up his most recent numbers. I don't know if he got on the scoreboard or not last night. He did not. So make that nine goals, one assist in his last 11 games. Um, And then Andre Burakovsky, who's been playing a lot in the uh, Capitals' top six as of late. Um, He's basically taken over Marcus Johansson's spot on the second line when Johansson went down. And then now that Johansson's back, Johansson's on the third line. So Burakovsky's playing in the top six with uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, who's been... As we all know, absolutely awesome this year. But Burakovsky comes in with six goals and eight assists in his last eleven games. Awesome numbers from him. Um, he's got an excellent shot. Uh, I, I've always been a fan of him. Just waiting for him. One of those guys just waiting for him to get more minutes out in in Washington. I think he's been playing around, hovering around seventeen minutes a night uh, recently. So he's the uptick in minutes has definitely been nice for uh, Burakovsky. And there's really not too many other players I'd rather be playing beside right now than Evgeny Kuznetsov. He's just having a phenomenal, phenomenal year. So he's another guy to take a look at. Um, and then if you're in a little bit of shallower leagues, uh, I was a bit surprised to see that Chris Kunitz was sitting at six, just 63% owned um, in Yahoo! Leagues. If you're in a shallower league and Chris Kunitz is available, uh, I would definitely be taking a look at him. He's everybody's fantasy uh, favorite fantasy sidekick. And with Sidney Crosby just playing uh, out of this world right now, um, you know, Kunich is obviously there to help, you know, bang in a couple goals. He has six goals and seven, sorry, five goals and seven assists, 12 points in his last 10 games. So, again, if he's available at 63% in your league, I would definitely be taking a look at him. But uh, that's it for the last, I guess we had a nice little 10 minutes together here. Um, going over injuries and some waiver wire pickups. But like I said, the boys are going to be in town this weekend, so we're hoping to record uh, another maybe 30-minute show on Saturday for you guys to kind of give you the full fantasy um, update. Uh, But that's it for me. Uh, Hopefully I didn't sound too groggy this morning, but uh, again, it's always fun bringing this to you guys. And um, the one thing I do want to say quickly before I go is I— some of you guys might have seen it yesterday on Twitter, but I'm planning on maybe releasing a morning report every single day as a part of the DFO podcast. Um, basically, it's going to be like what I'm doing right now, 9, 10, maybe t- up to 20 minutes um, on busy nights, but it's basically just going to be like SportsCenter on the radio, um, but just for hockey, give you guys updates on what happened the night before and kind of preview a little bit of what's going to happen um, that night. Just It'll be released um at night, but available to you guys to listen to in the morning. So whether it's, you know, over your morning coffee, uh, if you stream it on your phone, um, on your way into work, just a, a radio show basically for you guys uh, in the morning to kind of catch up on all the, all things NHL um, with some fancy updates in it as well. Um, so if you guys are interested in something like that, please, please let me know. Tweet at me at at DailyFaceOff or at Brock underscore Seagate. I would love to know. I don't want to do it if it's only going to get 17 listens. Um, so please let me know if you guys would be interested in something like that. And I will, you know, start working on it um, right away. So that's it for me, guys. Enjoy uh, a fat slate. I think nine games today. Uh, And enjoy your weekend. We'll be hitting you guys up with, obviously, a Beat the Expert pool, which you guys have been beating me like a drum recently. Um, I don't know what it is. I just can't come through on Saturdays. But every every other day of the week, I seem to be performing pretty well. So, again, have a good Thursday. Have a good, safe weekend. And uh, maybe we'll see you guys again on Saturday.